Oh, welcome back. Week one. Amazing. <laughs> it's It was everything we could have wished for and more. I don't know how else to say it. It was a great week. So many divisional games or, you know, not or just random opponents, just great games all around. But do I feel bad for kickers? My God. I mean, most if you think about it, most of the games come down to a kick or two, which <laughs> sucks for them. It really does. I mean, you put. I mean, take the game for last night. A sixty-four yarder. Oh my! Yeah. Can we just? Well, we're gonna get into news notes, waiver stuff, but let's just hit on that game last night real quick. That was the most poorly managed last forty-five seconds I've ever seen in my life. It, it was very. It was. There's really nothing else to say besides it was just awful. It made zero sense. Um, there's no urgency to try and make them jump off sides. Or anything, they wasted thirty seconds on a timeout. You have, yeah, you have multiple timeouts too. You get down there, forty-five seconds left. You call a timeout. What you have, you have more than enough time to call five plus plays, and you settle on a sixty-four-yard field goal. I mean, and it's not, it's not like they don't have a quarterback or weapons. They literally have, they, they just paid Russell Wilson. They have Son, who had just paid the rookie Jerry Judy. Their tight ends were doing things that. Holy crap, uh, Albert O is non-existent. And then they have two really good running backs. Like, it made zero sense to try a 64-yarder. Yeah, we'll get into that game later. But, oh, boy, that was a mistake. Uh, all right. So, on today's show, we'll start out uh, every Tuesday going through Week 18, through the playoffs. We'll do news and injuries. And then we'll target some waiver wire guys for you guys to pick up, you know, because there are injuries. And then we'll break down the good and the bad from Week 1. So, Let's get right into the news then. Let's talk about Elijah Mitchell first. Yep, I think that's the biggest one that will have possibly the biggest fantasy output for waivers. Um, he looked really good on a game that, you know, I'm kind of just throwing out the board. Um, but he looked really good, and, you know, that was his biggest fall last year's injuries, and it, it carried over. Yeah, I mean, he was 6 for 41. He was averaging 6.8 a carry even on that wet grass. It, but. In a monsoon, yep. But he's out six to eight weeks. Yeah, I, w- I was telling my dad that we were texting before the game, and he's like, yeah, have you seen these field conditions? And I was like, yeah, honestly, it doesn't matter who wins this game. They are both winners if they come away with no injuries, and obviously that didn't happen. So, Yeah, I mean, then we'll, I don't know if you want to hit on it now, but we'll hit on it obviously in the waiver. But just know the name Jeff Wilson. We'll talk about him in a couple minutes. But uh, just remember, that know the name Jeff Wilson. He'll be on everyone's waiver wire. Yep, so redraft, he's coming back right before the – Elijah Mitchell's coming back right before the fantasy playoffs. You're keeping him on your IR, but when he comes back, how com- – one to ten, how confident are you that he's going to produce? A three. I, I was about to say a two. A three. I mean, when he is out there and he's healthy, he is great. I mean, he had the second most 100-yard rushing games last year um, behind Jonathan Taylor. He was, like we said, he was averaging almost seven yards a carry in, uh, on a slip and slide. He was looking great, but he missed multiple games last year due to like three or four different injuries. He was uh, missing camp because of injuries, came back week one to start out, and then he got hurt because of another injury. I'm, I'm out on him. I don't know if I'd play him uh, the rest of the redraft. It's going to be tough to draft him for next year. I would agree. Uh, let's talk about Dak Prescott out six to eight weeks with a broken thumb. Yeah, that one, that one honestly might be bigger just because it is the quarterback and that plays into effect the whole team. 
Yeah. So if you're the Cowboys, what do you do? I do you try and grab Jimmy G? Do you try and sign? I've seen Cam Newton rumors. I wouldn't do that. But... I mean, I, you never want to think that your team is out of it. I mean, obviously the Cowboys they have talented guys and pieces, but you saw the dumpster fire with Dak Prescott. What makes right. you think a Jimmy G, a Cam Newton, anyone's going to make it better? Dak Prescott's the best option. So obviously you don't necessarily want to punt on the season because of the young stars you do have, but I don't think it's really going to matter. I don't think so either. I will touch on the Eagles too, but the Eagles look look good. It Cowboys are the only 0-1 team in this division, but on the other hand, if you punt, quote-unquote punt this season away, McCarthy's probably gone. Yep. Do, do you go into a full rebuild? I don't I don't know. This is the, the Cowboys are for sure circling the wagons right now. They are, and it's starting with the offensive line. When you have a bad offensive line, that that's kind of an indication that you need to hit on that. We saw that with the Colts when Luck left. That's why he left, and they rebuilt their offensive line, and that's how they've been somewhat solid. We ran the offensive line. I think that's the thing that they're going to have to hit on in the draft, Um, whether that means a full rebuild and you get the best offensive lineman. Because without Dak Prescott, this is a bottom five team. I I wouldn't I wouldn't go that far, but it's pretty close. I mean, if he's out for the whole season, obviously he'll only be out for I think six games. If when I don't, I mean I don't know I don't have the schedule right up in front of me, um, but I I think they're seven point home underdogs next week against Cincinnati. Yikes! So their I next mean, their next six games they have Cincinnati, New York, and Washington, which divisional games are always tough. Then they have Rams, Philly. And then Detroit, Chicago. So week week nine is their bye. So mm-hmm. if, I, if I'm if I'm the GM, I just sit him till week ten, Green Bay after their bye. And I mean, their best case, they have three wins, three right. and five, three and six, and that's beating the Bears, that's beating Detroit. the Detroiters, and yeah. that's beating uh, the Giants without Dak Prescott. I mean, right. I'm not gonna be excited if they're one and eight, one and you know. Yeah, there's no for sure wins without Dak at, at that on those on that schedule there. No, unless they upgrade to a Jimmy G. Um, but again, it's still gonna be those those would be the only three games I would say that they would have the chance of winning at, you know. Right. All right. So let's But go. what do you do with um this with C D, with Schultz, with Zeke and Pollard with Dak out? Um Yeah, I was reading some of the comments. Do you wanna talk about that when we get to their game or or do you want you wanna talk about about that when you get to the game? Yeah, we'll do okay. that. Let, let's, okay. I, I got two more guys in the injury reports. One's not fantasy relevant. We'll talk about the other fantasy relevant guy and Chris Godwin first. Yep. Says that the reports are saying, quote unquote, a couple of weeks he's out with a hamstring injury. This is a big red flag. I have him in two of my four leagues, and I'm kind of sweating right now. It it really is. He shouldn't have been playing. I no. think they rushed him, and I think they, I, I think he like he felt that he was fine, but. I would have sat him. It's such a long season. We saw what the Packers did with Bakhtiari. They sat him, yep. even though he's practicing all week. And hamstrings, I mean, that's what McCaffrey had last year. And he played in, what, five, six games? Yeah. They just linger. They linger plus his ACL. Yeah, they don't know exactly what play he injured it on, but they think it was the non-contact one where he went yep. grabbed the ball off the turf. So, uh, I don't know. It's I'm hoping he comes back and – But you don't play – you're not playing him the first week he gets back by any means. You have to see him do it before you can put him in your lineup. Yep, I sat sat him in every league I had him in this week, and I'm glad I did. I just – we need to see him produce back to 100% before we feel confident putting him in our lineups. That is correct. And the next one, is it 
It's TJ Watt with a suspected oh. torn pec. Yep. His, his first opinion said he tore it mostly, but he's going for a second and third opinion now. I believe I believe the latest update update there was no ligament damage, so no surgery. So he should be back for the season. That should be about six weeks he's out. Okay, so that's that's a dodged bullet. That could have yes. been a hell of a lot worse. He looked like he was the back to back defense player of the year. Like I was I was about to give him the award right then and there. Yeah, he did look real good. <laughs> oh, but yeah, I mean nothing obviously for fantasy news relevant for him there. Um, just sucks when a guy of that caliber goes out week one after he was literally dominating that he, game against a Super Bowl contending team. He was. All right. Is there any other uh, news or injuries before we get into the waivers? Um, I mean, T. Higgins, it's a concussion, so he might be out next week. Um, yeah. But other than that, he should be fine. If he's out, obviously you're hammering. No matter what, you're playing Jamar Chase. But Tyler Boyd might be a great option. Um, and even uh, their tight end, Hayden Hurst, who had a lot of targets, might be a good option as well. Yeah, we'll talk, we'll, we forgot to talk about Keenan Allen. We'll throw him in there. He's questionable for week two with the hamstring. They have the with, Thursday night game. He's not going to be playing. Yeah, with it being Thursday night, he should. I do not expect him to play. So, yeah, it, he'll be fine for week three, I'm assuming. So, this isn't that big of a news. All right, let's head into the waiver wires. I, I know I, uh, you posted a TikTok. Yeah, um, I'll let you go through the guys that you had posted. That's not that's more your segment, and I think I'm gonna um, debate a couple of those with you if you don't mind. I I removed one of them. I'll talk about okay. the one I, I'll talk about the one I removed right away. It was OJ Howard. Yeah, looking, looking into it, he only played less than twenty percent of the snaps. This was a fluke week. He got the two touchdowns, but there's better options on the waiver wire. Yes, so. he ran he ran six routes. Yep. and had two targets. They were just two touchdowns. The guy on the Texans is Brandon Cooks. Dude had 12 targets and seven receptions. He He's the only pass-catching guy that I really want as of now on the Texans. Yeah, I would agree. Uh, so let's start with the first guy I posted, Jeff Wilson. We touched on it earlier. Hammer him. Yep, Elijah Mitchell's out. How much fab free agent budget for people who don't know are you spending out of $100 to get Jeff Wilson? If I if you're the Mitchell owner, how how yeah. If, yeah, if you're the Mitchell owner and if you're not the Mitchell owner, how many how much are you spending? Like if this was any other head coach and we and Kyle Shanahan was a guy who only played one running back and isn't gonna bounce around from guy to guy, I would spend I would spend a hefty amount, probably almost forty to fifty percent. Because Jeff Wilson, he's young, he's he's only twenty six still, he's still pretty young and he has home run speed. That's why he fits in this offense. But the only ner- I'm only nervous because Kyle Shanahan likes to bring in these random dudes. He just signed Marlon Mack as of like 30 minutes ago. Um, and you just don't know who's necessarily going to get all the targets every week. It should be Jeff Wilson. He's been named the starter for next week. But that could just change week to week. But I would still spend a lot because he, he we've seen it before. And he's on a good offense and a good run offense. Right. Yeah. He, he Looking at his stats when Mitchell went out nine for 22 and then two for two targets, the numbers, those numbers are going to be boosted up for sure. I, honestly, I, it, if I needed a running back in the zero RB league, like I have one of my leagues, I would be spending about 50% on him. I'm, I have him. We're obviously in the three flex dynasty lead. I mean, dynasty, we have what, like 12 roster or uh, bench spots. I did draft him. Um, and I have him as of right now in my lineup. I believe he's projected wow. over 12 points. Um, so I do have him in my lineup as of right now. We'll see, obviously, with more with 
more news comes out, if it's going to be a timeshare or a split. But they play Seattle, and we saw the Broncos kind of uh, do what they wanted on the ground against Seattle. Yeah, that's an under- that's the understatement of the year. <laughs> yep. Uh, so, yeah, spend up if you got the money for uh, Jeff Wilson, if you need a running back. Uh, next guy we've talked about is Julio Jones. Yep. Yeah, we just talked to if if he's on your waiver. I'm assuming half the leagues he's not. He's he's already gone. But Chris Godwin's out for at least a couple weeks. I uh, saw top five targets, three catches. He actually he ran the ball twice, which is wild. <laughs> and and they had said during camp that he has been their fastest guy. So he was back to being the Julio that we know, the first ballot Hall of Famer. Yeah. Um. And Brady wants to you know stretch it deep, and Julio has always been a deep guy. I know he's six three, six four. I mean, he's a guy that I had on my bench. And again, he as of right now, he's in my starting lineup in one of my redrafts. Wow. Two for two guys for either the waiver or the bench in week two making your lineup. They are. And I again, I kind of just like the um, – I mean, the matchup, again, Tampa, it doesn't really matter who they play when you have one, you know, a wide receiver one or wide receiver two since um, they do have Tom Brady. But they play the Saints, and we kind of saw the Falcons. I mean, Drake London had a solid game. Cordero, I mean, the the Falcons were dominating that game, um, and they were leading the whole way offensively. They kind of went in a you know prevent mode and you kind of waste clock, and you know so they were kind of able to get up and down on them. I'm not gonna be surprised if Tampa can. Yeah, I, I think Julio's a great play this week if you if you got more than one flex spot. Um, the guy I'm I'm so super curious. He can go either way. I'm curious to see what he does in week two versus Detroit. It's Curtis Samuel. It he's really su- he, he surprised was... me the most. Him and Jahan Dotson on the on uh, the Commanders. Uh, Curtis Samuel pulled in eight catches on eleven targets. Yeah, only yeah. only fifty five yards, but he, he got a touchdown and he ran the ball four times. He was yeah, and... seventeen and a half PPR this week. Yeah, I mean Curtis Samuel, he was the it guy. He was kind of like that late round guy that you wanted last year, but again, just never got on the field. And then they drafted Jahan Dotson in the first round with Terry McLaurin. So you thought he wasn't going to do anything. And he led his team in targets by three. The next closest was the running back. The next closest from a wide receiver was was Dotson with five. Right. Um, so I've already put a bid in for him. Um, it's not a fab one. Um, but I, would, I, I don't know if I spent a lot on Curtis Samuel just because, uh, it, again, it is Carson Wentz. They do have two other options, and Gibson did see a lot in the passing game. Um, but, yeah, he, he is definitely an interesting one. It's a great matchup next week against Detroit. You know, we saw Philly do what they wanted to him. So, yeah, I definitely agree with that one as well. Uh, two more guys on this list. Devin Duvernay, four for four. He didn't see a lot of targets, but he made the most of them. He's he's looking like the big speed guy like Bateman kind of was, or in Brown kind of was last year. Uh, he had 54 yards and two touchdowns. I'm not spending a lot of money on him, but he's interesting to me. He's he looked like the wide receiver too on the team, he, and, that, and that's why I don't know if I am if I am in on him. Um, again, only saw four targets. I know Bateman only saw five. Um, you know, Mark Andrews is the main pass catching on that team, and so it's gonna it's gonna be become between Bateman and Duvernay. I'm gonna take the uh, physical ability of Bateman. Um, over Duvernay. I mean, he had that big bomb, and that's what saved Bateman. But, I mean, if I am spending on Duvernay, it may be like four bucks. Like, I'm, not, I'm hardly spending anything um, just because typically Ravens aren't known for passing, and they kind of – I mean, they might have to be more this year because they are still without running backs. 
Right. Um, but I think I would maybe more. I'd much rather go for Curtis Samuel than Duvernay. One hundred percent. And if you if you have a bench that has only four or five spots, you're probably not picking up a guy like Duvernay. But if you have a deep spot and you can you know, throw a guy in IR and pick someone right. up, I don't think Duvernay's finding my way into many lineups. But you never know. Right. Uh, and the last guy I wanted to talk about, Dontrell Hilliard. Again, kind of the same boat as uh, Duvernay. Didn't get a lot of work. Yeah. Uh, he had three receptions for four targets and two touchdowns, sixty-one yards. Uh, he only had two rushing attempts, so he's kind yeah, of the most, that's, yeah. Same thing. He was the other one. I was like, it just wasn't a lot of opportunity. He just capitalized on the very minimal, you know, opportunity. Um, I mean, Derrick Henry lived at twenty-one of the team's twenty-six carries. Yeah, and yeah. He, I mean, he only averaged four yards a carry, which right, it's it's fine. I mean, I think average like three point five, so he was above average. Um, but you know, they got in the goal line, and Hilliard just caught the. He got the he got he made the most of it. So that'd be another guy that I'm not necessarily not necessarily in on unless I'm the Henry owner. Right. Um, if he I'm only, the Henry owner, I'm then I'm definitely going after him. Yeah, he only played 18 percent of the snaps, so I'm not spending more than a couple bucks on him. But people are going to see the two touchdowns and and overreact. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So you have any else on anybody else on the waiver you're going to talk about? Um. No, no. There's really no one else that kind of jumped out that you know. I mean, maybe Rex Burkhead. I know you have him, but yeah. he, you know, we didn't know if it's going. We everyone thought it was going to be Pierce. Well, he completely dominated in uh, snaps. Um, so that'd be another guy I would maybe spend a couple bucks on. But other than that, maybe Watson is probably drafted. Uh, Christian Watson. We saw what they did in that deep, that deep, first deep ball. I mean, he catches that. He's on this list for um, sure. So that's just another guy. They they like his speed a lot. That that might be another one, but he was probably drafted. All right, so week one breakdown. Let's start with the noon games. We'll go over, you know, our studs and duds, the good and bad as we break down the games. Uh, Let's start with the Bears and Niners. Arguably the sloppiest field conditions I've ever seen. I can be very quick with this game. Uh, Anything, I'm throwing everything out of this game. I I am too. It's Trey Lance, he only put up, 50, or he had 164 yards through the air, 54 on the ground. Didn't po- post up a great fantasy game, but again, it's what are you supposed to do when you can't get your footing? People are going down left and right. There's yeah. puddles everywhere. So, yeah, I mean, it, the upside for him when I was rushing 13 carries that is a lot. That, that is a be, lot. That would be on pace to breaking Lamar Jackson's record of most rushing attempts by a quarterback. Um, and it wouldn't even be close. So that is definitely an upside for me. Um, again, the passing work, no one could hold on the ball. I mean, Fields only threw it 17 times. He less than 50%. Like, this game is just thrown out of the books for me. I still have high hopes for Debo. Yeah. I have high hopes for – not high – I have good hopes for Montgomery. Um, obviously, Komet and Mooney, I'm taking nothing into this game as yeah. a fantasy and as a football team-based. Yeah, everyone will be fine. I so we we never said the score. Bears did win this game nineteen to ten. If you didn't know, oh, <laughs> I think I think people will find out if they follow one person on Bears Twitter. My God, it's, <laughs> you would honestly think the Bears just clinched to go to the Super Bowl. It is the, I think that's just a difference in a team that just hasn't won as of late, and they won right. a game that they weren't supposed to. Right. Hey, we're one one game closer to the playoffs. 
<laughs> that is true. Yeah. But the, the only other thing I wanted to touch on this game before we move on is Devo all off season didn't want to be a running back, just gets eight carries for fifty two yards and a touchdown. How does what what are we doing? <laughs> well, I think just with the Mitchell injury, um, yeah. that kind of bumped their game plan. And I think Devo might get a little bit more work in the running game, but he got paid for he got paid for it. That was his biggest thing is if they're not going to pay him, he does want to be part of the run game. But since he did get paid, he is more, he's okay with it now. Right. So Yeah. Other than that, this game, you really can't have a lot of takeaways when it's the worst worst playing conditions as it was. So Right. And I'm still in on Mooney. He had 20 opportunities to compare to uh, Herbert, who had 10. So he doubled him in opportunities. I'm not out on Montgomery. I'm not freaking out yet. All right, let's move on to the next noon game. The Saints with the comeback from come from behind victory versus the Falcons. Falcons love choking games, twenty-seven <laughs> to twenty-six. Uh, you, you got to feel bad for them. <laughs> you do, but this is also why sometimes I don't always like teams just playing it safe when they get up early. Like, don't change what got you there. Right. I mean, I don't. I mean. They they were controlling. They were dominating. They're up sixteen to seven and a half, and you know the Saints needed seventeen points in the fourth quarter to come back, and, and then they blocked a field goal. I, I was kind of more sh- shocked by the Saints, um, and kind of making me question them a little bit more as a legitimate team, to be honest. Right. Uh, Fantasy wise, Winston twenty three for thirty four, two sixty nine and two. He could be a fine flyer most weeks, but I'm not. He was the he was the QB seven again. It was. It was a it was a game that they were behind. He threw it almost you know thirty through thirty four times. Um, yeah, I mean he's gonna be he's definitely gonna be a good flyer because they do have Kamara, they do have uh, weapons, and we'll get into those receiver weapons who kind of surprised me at least. Um, but he's he's a competent quarterback um, who has weapons around him. Right. Yeah. Let's get into those receivers then. The leading receiver targets and receptions. It's not Michael Thomas. It wasn't Chris Olave. No. Jarvis Landry. Nine I, targets. I, I, I didn't see this coming. No. Nine targets, seven catches, 114 yards. If he posts up a touchdown, he's a top five receiver on the week. Yeah. I mean, again, nine targets. I definitely would not have thought it would have been Jarvis Landry, but he, you know, maybe it's what he was missing was just a decent quarterback, you know, or right. I, I don't I, know, but it was definitely, uh, you know, inter- interesting to see. Are you – uh, you know, he made our way into one of our dynasty teammates lineup with a three flex. If you have, if you have a two flex league, are you playing him or are you still kind of out on him? I'd have to see another week. I didn't add him to my waivers because I'm assuming he's mostly rostered, but if he's mm-hmm. on the waivers, I would go and try and try and grab that guy. Yeah. Okay. I, I definitely agree. Are you still more in on Olave or Landry that you, if you had to play between Olave and, and Landry, who are you looking at? For week two, I'm going to go based off week one. I'll play Landry. Okay. Chris Olave had three targets. He caught them all for 41 yards and no scores. Yeah. I mean, Landry uh, was a wide receiver 18. Yeah. I mean, we don't – obviously, we don't have any numbers besides week one. Right. Saints for Landry or Olave. So, I'm going to play Landry if I had to choose. And uh, one of my sits of the week, I was wrong because he found the end zone twice, and that is slant boy Michael Thomas. Yeah, eight targets right behind Landry. He posted up a better day because of those two touchdowns, but five catches, 57 yards. Yep, in a a half-point PPR, he was a wide receiver eight. You know, again, if if you give one touchdown to Landry, it's a lot different, but he caught them, you know, when it mattered, and 
is is he back or are you still kind of are you are you playing him next week? I would play him next week. I, I even I, against Tampa. Yeah, I think it'll be a higher scoring game. Okay. Would you? I think I would. Uh, man, give me another guy. Give me another flex guy. Christian Kirk. I go Kirk. Adam Thielen. I go Thomas. Um, what's what about DK? Uh, DK. Okay. I, I just traded him, by the way. You did. <laughs> we'll get it. Yeah, Wednesday episodes will be our dynasty breakdown and reviews. But yeah, we we already got a blockbuster trade going down. <laughs> All right. Well, we we got to talk about Alvin Kamara. Um, just a disappoint. I mean. Again, it was kind of game script. They needed to be passing, but he's a pass catching back, and he saw four targets. But you know, he finishes the RB forty seven. That's something you don't want when you drafted him in the middle, early second round. Right. Yeah, he only got uh, nine carries for thirty nine yards, and he got four targets, pulled in three of them, only for seven yards. Are you a little nervous for him? Or are you or nothing yet? No, not yet. He's okay. he's still going to be super involved. How many? How, what's his snap percentage? Let me look it up. He, I'm sure he was on the field for more than eighty percent of the snaps. He was oh sixty two percent of snaps played. That's that's a little concerning. A little bit, a little bit. Uh, but I mean, I'm not concerned yet. Okay, he's still the focal point of this offense. Yeah, I agree. I don't want to touch on Taysom Hill. Do you? <laughs> but he had a fifty seven. I- the only reason why he got in because Winston was hurt, and then that's why he had his carries and his touchdown. Yeah. Um, no, I'm I'm not in on Taysom Hill. Yeah. So we'll quickly quickly talk about the Falcons too. Mariota, twenty for thirty three, two fifteen, no touchdowns, no picks. Uh, but he ran the ball for seventy two yards and a touchdown. He did. That's that's what boosted his fantasy stats. But I'm still not going to be starting him, even on flyer situations. I'm not starting Marcus Mariota. All right, QB ten. If you're the DAC owner, go pick him up. See what happens. <laughs> Cordero Patterson. God, can he just retire? One of my hot takes in the offseason. Dude's going to be a top 12 running back. Twenty-two. All he does is 22 carries, 120 yards, and a touchdown. Three for 16 catches. Five targets. On Dude's unreal. Dude looks better than he's ever looked in his life. How did teams not figure this out with Cordero? How, yeah, the Patriots, the Bears, the Vikings. The, he's been on so many different teams, and nobody utilized him the way he should have been utilized, as we see. <laughs> yeah. So, obviously, you're starting. Are you selling high? Are you keeping him? Like, I'm keeping him. Okay. I, yeah, I'm not selling him. He's going to be a top 12 back if he stays on the field. All right. Well, how about these next two guys? Um, my uh, my first pick in Dynasty – well, say, I had this at the turn, but Kyle Pitts – I'm not worried by any means with Kyle Pitts. He had uh, targeted seven times. That went to two catches for only 19 yards. But he was third in air yards by tight ends with 93 air yards behind Kelsey and Andrews. I'm not worried at, by Kyle Pitts at all. No. Um, it was just one of those games. They were up, and, you know, they just you know they just didn't connect. Him and Mariota just didn't connect. Yeah, I'm not worried about Pitts at all. Seven targets, that's that's fine for a tight end. And same thing with uh, London. He just caught more balls. He had seven targets as well. Five catches for 74. Um, I think in a two-flex league, you can play him. Um, maybe in a one-flex league. I mean, he saw a lot of opportunity, and he did a good amount with it. Right. 
All right. Uh, Steelers Bengals. This was painful to watch at the end. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> miss kick after miss kick. Steelers kicked the game winning kick with zero seconds in overtime. 23 20. One of the more shocking upsets of the week. Uh, people were writing off Mitch and the Steelers. It's a fucking mistake because they have Mitch Trubisky. <laughs> <laughs> or because um, the defense forced five turnovers. We'll go with that. Well, yeah, we'll, we'll credit this to uh, the poor offensive line play for Cincy and the equally as good Pittsburgh defensive line. Uh, so, I thought they had it fixed. I was seven sacks in week one already. Yeah, Burrow's going to be struggling to stay on the field if that continues. Yeah, that's that's not good. I mean, Trubisky, uh, still not playing him. He's no. not really a streamable option yet. No, I wanted to see more out of him. He only threw one touchdown, which was kind of sad. But yeah, Najee got, got banged up. He should be back, so not too concerned. But man, two point three yards a carry, not not good, and only two targets. It wasn't really a Najee game. Are you concerned with him going forward? Uh ten percent. Ten. I mean, you took him in the first round. I I took him first round, and that was it's it, it's always worrisome. But you know, you saw Dalvin Cook have a dud game. Derrick Henry didn't have a stud game, so I'm not worried yet. Okay. Uh, these pass catchers, Pat Fryermuth and Deontay Johnson, both saw 10-plus targets. Pat was surprising to me. If he's utilized this way, he's looking like a nice steal in the later rounds for tight end. Yeah, I mean, I think he's just a safe dump-off guy. You know, I think last year most of those dump-offs went over to Najee, where I think, obviously, Mitch has a better arm, so he can get a little bit farther for Pat. But, I mean, I just want to touch on Deontay Johnson. Everyone rides him off every single year. He saw 32% target share. Um, that was 10th most by receivers this week. I mean, the guy's just – yeah. he only put up, obviously, 12 fantasy points and full PPR. But he's a guy that you, you're always going to be safe with. You know he's going to get so many opportunities. Yeah, Claypool and Pickens combined for nine targets. Deontay's 12, so he's for sure the clear number one again this year. He, he is, and you got him in the fourth, fifth round. It's looking like a great a great value. Uh, let's talk about Joe Burrow's awful day. <laughs> Four picks, one fumble loss. He threw the ball 53 times for 338 and two, which salvaged his fantasy day. Yeah, you- he ended up as um, looking better than what it actually was because they were down and they just had to keep throwing it. He finishes the quarterback six with a four-point touchdown scoring, but – yeah, he, it did not look good for Joe Burrow. No, not at all. Uh, Joe Mixon cracked his way into the top 10 in half PPR. He had 27 carries for 82 yards and seven receptions for 63 yards. That was an eye-opener the first time I saw that. He's just a bow cow. He gets it done. We we saw it last year, and we said it's not going to happen again, and it's already happening. I mean, it, it's doing the same thing as he did last year, and they were losing, and he still had 27 carries. Right. Yeah, honestly, Mixon was a second, early second round guy. If you pair Mixon with like an Adams, jeez, that's 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 going to be interesting this year to see who has Joe Mixon, how many, what percentage of fantasy rosters have Mixon on the their championship team? Because if he posts up these numbers, that's tough. Oh yeah, he finishes the running back nine and half point PPR. Um, you could have even paired with his teammate Jamar Chase. Yeah, I mean he Chase was. Yeah. Two inches away from getting two more touchdowns. Yeah, he scored that last touchdown. The Bengals should have won this game. Yeah, they didn't review it. And then there was another play where his foot was literally an inch over the line. Not even. Right. 
Um, I mean, which which you're not mad about because he was still the wide receiver four and half point PPR. But I mean, still to get another touchdown, we just would have been just cherry on top. Right. Huh. Well, all right. Let's go right into what people thought was going to be the more higher scoring games. And it was Eagles Lions had one of the higher over unders and it did not disappoint late. It was looking like a blowout, but Eagles. Did it was something. the Eagles got garbage time touchdowns like they or the Lions got yeah. garbage time touchdowns like they always do. They're very notorious for this. But hey, it helped you out in fantasy. Yeah, so Jalen Hurts, you you drafted him to run the ball, and it's exactly what he did. He had 17 goddamn carries. Yeah, what? you want know what's annoying? <laughs> Even though, you know, Jalen Hurts finished as a QB4. I'm yeah. not mad, all right? He's what about the bitch. What about – Oh, my God. <laughs> is Miles Sanders, Scott, and Gainwell all had rushing touchdowns of less yeah. than three yards. Yeah. Like – Jalen Hurts could have put the world on fire if he if one of those guys if that if the guy who I think he threw it to AJ Brown he got tackled at the three that that gets a passing touchdown if he runs in one more like the opportunity for Jalen Hurts to be QB one is there and we just saw it one hundred percent I've all he has to do is post up consistent top ten rankings and he's the QB one he, he didn't throw pa- he didn't throw a passing touchdown and he was a QB four that's no he threw one no he didn't. Oh wait, yeah, I was right looking at rushing. He had one. He ran one in. He had one total touchdown on the week. Passer, <laughs> passer rating of eighty point six. He started out the game like zero for six passing, and then he went like six for seven. Is next. Yeah, uh, we didn't touch on on the waivers, but Kenneth Gainwell, Boston Scott, are you tossing out a couple bucks for him? Um, Boston Scott's definitely on your waivers. Gainwell should not be, but if he is, I would go for him. Even though Miles Sanders got the majority of the work, majority of the carries, just because he does get injured. I I would take one of those guys to, just in case, but man, Miles Sanders, he looks like what they drafted him to be, and I hope he can keep that up because he had so much potential. Right? Yeah, he looked good. Just four yards short from a hundred yard game and a touchdown. That that's outstanding. Um, AJ Brown, the only notable guy to talk about in their, the only guy who seemed like he was on the field, got one hundred fifty five yards of the two hundred forty three of Hertz's yards. I mean, yeah, he had 10 receptions. Hurts only completed 18. Yeah. 13 so the rest of the team targets. had eight. And Devonta Smith, a big, fat goose egg. That's I'm concerning. nervous. Yeah, that is very concerning. I am nervous. It's a – I mean, they like we said, we, they, they threw it – they still threw it 32 times, but they yep. ran it 39. So it was pretty split, so 50-50, and he only saw four targets. Yeah, so if you had to guess how many sna- – how what percentage of the snaps he played – I feel like he was out there quite a bit. I mean, he's their wide receiver, too. Um, I feel like he's 60%, if I had to guess. 96% of the snaps played, and he got zero targets. I was going lower for 60, thinking they were running dual tight end sets, and, wow, 96%. Yeah, not great. That's even more concerning now. Yeah. Uh, Dale Scotter, three receptions, 60 yards on four targets. He's going to be another one of those boomer bust guys like Hawkinson, Zacherts, a lot of those middle round uh, tight ends. So, right. I mean, nine points in full PPR, um, you know, only seven and a half. You're, it's, it sucks, but if one of those turns up, that's when you're happy. It's, yeah. It, I mean, him it, and Everett had very similar games. Everett just got a touchdown. Yeah. If my tight end outside of Kelsey Andrews Pitts gets nine touchdowns every week, I'm happy. Nine touchdowns. I would be very happy every week. <laughs> Nine points. I'm very happy. <laughs> uh, 
<laughs> the Detroit Lions, Jared Goff, man, don't, don't I'm keep not saying him. Keep him no. on your waivers. But Swift and Williams both kind of getting 15 and 11 carries. I was kind of surprised on how 50-50 it was, but not surprised on what they did with those carries. Yeah, Swift played 67% of the snaps. Williams was out there for 33, so it is a two-to-one share. But Williams made the most of his fucking opportunities, that's for sure. He had either – I think they had three rushing attempts in the, inside the five or two. And Williams, it, got, Williams got all three of them. And it pissed me off because Swift would break out these 25, 30-yard runs, get inside the five, and then Williams would fucking finish it off. Yeah, I mean, Swift, I mean, Swift, I mean, that's just 15 carries, 144 yards and a touchdown. And he saw, you know, three targets, 31 yards, nothing really crazy there. But finishes the RB3 while his other back got two touchdowns. Uh, love Swift. He, he just hope he can stay on the field because if, I mean, again, he was a second round guy. He's looking like he could be a top five RB, if not a top three. Yeah, I got him for a second round dynasty. I'm hoping he's my RB for the next couple of years. And I would like to see more of these games. Oh, yeah. Are you <laughs> Jamal Williams? You just stashing him? Yeah, he, he's on your bench. If he's on the waiver, go pick him up. He's If Swift goes down, he's probably going to miss a couple of games this year. He, Williams is a smash play in those uh, non-Swift games. Okay. And the Amonra St. Brown, the wide receiver won the last X amount of weeks last year. Yeah. Just continues again. 12 targets, 8 catches, 64 yards, and a touchdown. He's picking right back up where he left off. He, it's honestly like there wasn't even an offseason for him. Um, is, is he the real deal? Like, is, is this the real thing? I think he is. He's got a chip on his shoulder. He can, rem- he can memorize all the receivers drafted ahead of him. He's pissed. <laughs> he's he's a good receiver. Even and with Jared Goff on a subpar offense. And so in half-point PPR, he was a wide receiver 14. He's got Washington, Minnesota, Seattle the next four weeks. He's going to smash the next four. Um, yeah. Take him in DraftKings. Don't trade him away. He is the real deal. Yeah, if you got Amon Ra, he's in your lineup every week. No questions asked. Yep. Uh, Hawkinson, like we said, same thing as Goddard. Yeah. Uh, four for 38. DJ Chark, though, saw eight targets. Are you picking him up, or what are you doing with him? Uh, if he's on the waivers, I would I would toss about 10% of my fab towards him. I would. Okay. It, um, I'm assuming he's not on most waiver wires, but if he is, yeah, I would I would take a shot at him. Okay. He's not gonna he's not gonna find my lineup, but maybe right. on some heavy bye weeks weeks. Um, let's see what game we got next. We have the Dolphins taking care of the Patriots, twenty to seven. I was watching Red Zone, and this was the game that was shown least because it was pretty much the most boring. Not much happened. I mean, yeah, we kind of <laughs> expected that. Uh, another year, Dolphins beat uh, the Patriots in Miami. Um, this is definitely the Bills division, and then Dolphins and Pats and Jets are kind of fine for last place. Yeah. But it, uh, the timeshare with the running backs and the Patriots, it is brutal. Yeah. They, so Damian Harris had nine carries, Ramondre Stevenson eight carries. Neither had a touchdown. Harris averaged 5.3 for Stevenson, only 3.1, which is a little concerning just because, you know, all the offseason hype around Stevenson. Mm-hmm. I actually had him in one of my lineups and was pretty disappointed. He only got uh, two targets. He hauled them both in for only two yards. So <laughs> <laughs> that's not a great ratio for all you. But out I there. did just see Montgomery <laughs> just got placed on the IR. So oh, I didn't see that. That's yep. it, just, it just broke a couple right before we started. Um, Montgomery had four targets, three catches for 15, and the lone touchdown. So, yeah, uh, it could be. It's, it's definitely good news for Harris and Stevenson owners. Um, 
where those guys should be getting more, you know, obviously more opportunity, uh, more passing game opportunity, um, because the Patriots really don't have a receiver, maybe outside of Myers, that you would even think about playing. Yeah, I'm not playing. I'm still not playing any receivers. Nobody broke for over 55 yards. Nobody saw more than six targets. Yeah, and Mac Jones is questionable next week. Even with a back, so even with a backup, you're definitely out. No, um, even even Hunter Henry, he only saw three targets. He only pulled in two for 20. So yeah. Henry makes me nervous too. All right, let's go to Tua. Uh, still out on him, I'm assuming. Um, actually, in uh, one of my leagues, the Megalable for the fantasy football listeners, he I have Prescott, so I'm gonna have to. Tua's on my bench, so Tua will be rocking my lineup. You're not gonna try picking up like a Carson Wentz against Detroit? Um, no, I think I'll just rock with Tua for this week. See what he's got. He's got Baltimore, so it should be a higher scoring game. Okay. No, I I don't know. I'm just. I don't love a lot of the streaming options that are left out there. All right, but I do like Chase Edmonds. No, he didn't put up the greatest numbers, but if you look at his actual percentages and his snap shares, um, Anthony, you can you can talk about your opinion on Edmonds. I have to find my notes on him really quick. Yeah, I mean, Edmonds had 12 carries, 25 yards. The next highest was Raheem Mostert at five carries, so – you know, coming in in the offseason, we had four backs who could potentially see work. Edmonds is a clear uh, running back one. And in the passing game, he had the sec- third most receptions behind Philip Lotto. He put up four for 40. He didn't score, but he, he had a solid fantasy week. If he did. Touch- if you had a touchdown onto him, he, he had a top 12. Let's see. What, did he, what do you know off the top of your head where he finished on the week? Uh, let me scroll really quick. I did not write him down. Yeah. He was the RB thirty, so if he scores, he's in the top twenty four. If he scores a touchdown, he's he's a flex player. I'm not sold on him for my RB one or RB two, but he's a fine flex play. Yeah, and I know you touched on a little bit, but sixty three percent snaps, fifty seven percent routes, um, yeah. on fifty two percent of attempts. He was the long down distance guy, short short down distance. Like he is just he's getting most of the work. And so if you have Edmonds, he's a he's a really good flex option. Um, and yeah, it's really about it. But Tyree Kill and Waddle, I was kind of surprised it was you know more lopsided in what in the target shares. And if Waddle didn't have that forty-two yard touchdown score, he posts up three for twenty-five and yep. no scores. So that's con- that's a little concerning. Yeah, Tyree- it, was the, it was the Hill show. I, that might be one of my um, butts um, that I'm wrong on. I did not think it was going to be very one-sided. Obviously, Waddle was a little banged up going into the week. So you're hoping as Waddle owners that that played an effect into it. Um, but if you're a Tyreek Hill owner, you know, he finished on the week as a top wide receiver. I believe his wide receiver. Um, where did that just go? Oh, boy. <laughs> he was a wide receiver. And half point, that's why. There we yeah, go. half point 21. Yeah, so again, that's that's half point PPR. Um, I do full – we do full play PR, but just to make it obviously fair in the middle – um, but yeah, I mean, Tyreek Hill looking like the same old Tyreek Hill doesn't necessarily need Mahomes after one game. Yeah, he's looking fine without him. I'll tell you that much. Yep, Mahomes sure doesn't need Tyreek Hill. We'll Mahomes does not need Tyreek Hill. No, <laughs> uh, next, next noon game we'll touch on. It wasn't that interesting either. Ravens took care of the Jets 24 9. Uh, Lamar posting up average numbers 17 for 30, three touchdowns, one pick. Uh, he had six carries for 17 yards, so he wasn't that active as active as you know Jalen Hurts or Trey Lance. Lamar's gonna be fine. He didn't post up a you know light the world on fire week, but he'll be fine. 
you know, you're not touching any of the Ravens running backs until nope. they come back. The main guys obviously come back. And even then I'd wait a week or two. Right. Um, Matt Andrews playing him. Bateman. Bateman scared me. concerned just because yep. he only had the one deep ball. And that's the only reason why he was somewhat relevant to be if honest. He did, yeah. If he didn't catch that one touchdown, he posts up one catch for four yards. And yeah, no so it, definitely a little concerning, but uh, the Jets do have two really good young corners. Um, who are they're carrying over what they did in college into the pros? Um, so I'm not, I'm a little concerned, but I'm not pressing the panic yet on Bateman. It is only week one. Um, but uh, yeah, and then for one, one thing before we go to the Jets, it's not fan, really fantasy relevant yet, but Isaiah likely's got four targets to Mark Andrews seven. He didn't, he didn't post up a catch, but it was just, <laughs> inter- it was just interesting to me to see that he got four targets this game, first nope. game as a rookie. But head over to the New York Jets. Uh, Michael Carter had the 10 carries to Brees Hall, six. Yeah, that was disappointing. Wait, well, we- and Michael Carter averaged six yards a carry, but, you know, and then Michael Carter saw nine targets. Brees Hall saw 10. Um, God, I hope that continues when Zach Wilson comes back. Me too. Yeah, I, I had Brees Hall in my lineup this week. He didn't, and I had Dotson on the bench. I asked Mason about it, and he, we couldn't decide either way, but Obviously, Hall um, wasn't I the said Dotson. Did you? I yeah. Uh, you're you're a Brees, Brees Hall hater. Well, I just traded for him in Dynasty, <laughs> so yeah. If if he gets ten targets, that's that's outstanding. Right? Are you nervous? Are you? I mean, Elijah Moore. Oh, I mean, they threw the ball sixty times. So, like, obviously, a lot of guys are gonna have a lot of targets. That's not gonna carry on. No. Um, so, are these receivers? You still ranking them in order? Moore, Wilson, and then. You know, nothing really changed there. Yeah, even though Moore saw one less target than Wilson, who saw one less target than Davis, I I still think Elijah Moore has the most upside. It okay. will be, it could be Garrett Wilson by the end of the year, and definitely next year. But I like Elijah Moore at this point. All right, well, let's head to the next game. We kind of touched on it earlier, but the Jags and the Commanders. I think did we find the running back that can break the Achilles curse? I mean, at this point, after one week, it, it looks like it, but I'm still not sold he's going to be healthy all year. Yeah, I mean, he had most of the – he had 11 carries compared to ETN's four. Um, only one – or only two targets to, ETN, to ETN's four as well. So, if you're, if you're an ETN owner, you're a little disappointed. Um, yeah. Uh, are you concerned for ETN or no, just because you're more concerned for Robinson if he can hold up the whole year? I'm not yet. If I haven't redraft, I'm a little more worried than Dynasty, but – I'm not worried yet. Okay. And Trevor Lawrence, oh, God. He he could have posted up a big game, but he kind of flopped. He kind of he, – he, he overthrew an open touchdown. Um, I mean, if he throws that extra touchdown, he's a little bit more fancy relevant. But it's still kind of just waiting for him and waiting on him to turn into what we all think he can be. Um, still a decent streamable option because they should be down a lot of games, and he threw the ball 42 times. Right. Yeah, Christian Kirk is the only one in double digits. Six for 117. He's yeah, he like had a, a great, great flex. I mean, they paid him to be the guy, and he's yeah. looking to be their number one. I mean, like I said, six for 117. You know, a, a great fantasy finish. It's 18, or that's, you know, only 14 points and half PPR. Um, but, no, he's definitely a guy. He should not be on your waivers by any means, but right. for some reason, take him. Um, but he he's, might be a every week flex player for me. I would agree with that. That that was a very impressive week one of performance. Talk about um, impressive week one. Carson Wentz. 
Yeah, if it wasn't for those two picks, three thirteen and four touchdowns. That's that's not bad. Six, that's six, not a rating of one hundred and one. I mean, <laughs> yeah, I mean it. On I would I would be fine streaming him in good matchups. Mm-hmm. I hate to say it, but I'm still streaming Tua next week for my league. You All can right. do it. I'm not going to do. I that. don't need to. My none of my quarterbacks <laughs> got hurt. Um, but Gibson looked good. He saw eight targets and he had seven for 72. I mean, that's why he was relevant. No touchdowns, um, only 58 rushing yards. So that's kind of a disappointment, but he did see tons of receiving work and he did great with it. So hopefully Gibson can keep trending this way and he'll be what, what he was supposed to be. Um, yeah. Until Robinson comes back. I'm not worried about Gibson at all. Yep. And then we've already touched on the receivers with McLaurin, Curtis and Dotson. Yeah, before we move on, McLaurin, only two catches, 58 yards. Not great. Not great. After he just got paid, not great indeed. Um, Let's head over to Carolina where they hosted and lost to the Browns. Baker revenge game did not go the way he wanted. (laughs) No, uh, we're not going to talk about Brissett because he's not worth our time. Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt both both posted up great games. Chubb didn't have the touchdown, but he had a he. I think Chubb is – just He's the best so non-fantasy running back. He's so underrated. It's 6.4 yards of carry against a decent Carolina team. I mean, this is just going to be how his games are. If he's going to get you 12 fantasy points just from just from his carries, it's when he gets you those two touchdown games that you're ecstatic. But he's such a safe and reliable guy because he's so good on the field that you just can't be mad. When right. You just can't be mad. I mean, Hunt. Obviously, he's a touchdown stealer, but that's why he's great for fantasy, too, because he can catch the ball and he finds his way in. Yeah, Hunt had a touchdown through the air and on the ground. I mean, he was one of the more surprising guys of the week, seeing how involved he was still. So, yeah, if you have Chubb, you're playing him. If you have Hunt, you're playing him every week. Hunt was RB5, and he didn't – I mean, he only had 15 opportunities. Right, so he made most of them. He did. Uh, Amari Cooper, I'm scared. I'm out. I'm done. Get me out of here. I know. And the three flex, I'm still wavering on. If I want to play Cooper next week. <laughs> yep. And yeah. Njoku was a big bust. Only one Whoa. target. It was that as the People Jones had 11. I mean. Yeah. If, if People Jones is on your waiver, go pick him up. Would you? I, I think I'm still out. I mean, I, I don't know. It was just. It was just tar- like, double-digit targets that when you have a market. It is. I mean, that's why I'm in on Curtis Samuel. Same thing, but I just think, and I hate saying this, I would trust Carson Wentz over people's or over Brissett. I would too. Um, Baker Mayfield, uh, first team as a Panther against his old team, 16 for 27, one touchdown, one pick. He didn't do anything. He didn't do anything no. special. You're not playing him. Um, and McCaffrey, I don't know why – by McCaffrey, opportunities. Yeah, by McCaffrey standards, that was a total bust. Ten for and, thirty-three and a <laughs> touchdown. Which usually, if you score a touchdown, you're not considered a bust. But he only got he caught four passes, twenty-four yards. So obviously, you drafted him the one hundred one or one hundred two. You want to see more work out of him, you, right? You, I mean, thinks- he 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 was the RB eighteen and half point PPR. Which again, you're like, oh, he had RB eighteen. That's not bad, but that's not him when he plays. So. I'm not concerned yet. I think the Panthers are smart enough to realize, hey, we should get the ball to our best guy. And that leads into DJ Moore. He only six targets, three for 43. They went to Robbie Anderson more. Yeah, Robbie Anderson over 100 yards, eight targets, and a touchdown. 
not necessarily in on DJ Moore, but I'm just not concerned because I think they'll see DJ Moore is better and they'll get him the ball. Right. Yeah, I agree. I'm I'm still playing DJ Moore. I'm still not playing Robbie Anderson. No. Uh the last of the noon games, Colts Texans, the first t- first game that ends in a tie in twenty twenty two. The Texans were playing the tie, which is just mind blowing. They were. I mean, what do you do with thirty seconds left? You, it, the ball is already in Texans territory. You, you go for it. If you don't pick up that fourth down, the Colts are gonna win the game. That there's 30 seconds left. I'm trusting my defense to hold them where their kickers already missed a couple to win the game. I'm going to trust my defense to hold them for 20 or for so there's what 25 seconds left. They're going to try and get snap the ball at the kick with five seconds left. So I need my defense to hold on two, three plays. Yeah. Less than 15 yards. I'm trying to win the game. I'm trying to pick up that first down. I'd rather lose trying to win than play for the tie then play for the tie like right that's, that's just ridiculous you could have escaped uh the colts who are supposed to win your division with the win and you just played it you just played it safe it right work. yeah so matt ryan just posted up one touchdown one pick 350 yards not nothing special taylor doing taylor things Pittman doing Pittman things uh, <laughs> Pittman is here 13 targets nine catches 121 and a tutter one of my my guys yeah, was he a hot start? What, was he under drafted in the third round? It's looking like it. <laughs> I mean, you see this, yeah, it's definitely um, under. He, I, I said he was under drafted the whole time. I would have taken him. You know, I was always kind of in the fourth and sixth. I was close to that middle. Um, and dynasty, I got him with the that three four turn, which I thought was just mind blowing that he went that far. Um, I know. I, I, yeah, I I took Higgins over Pittman. It's looking like. You're winning round one here. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I def, I, I think he's just the main target. I mean, we saw Alec Pierce got targeted twice. One was in the end zone, and it was a drop. I mean, yeah. Pittman is the main guy. The second most targeted guy, or I guess Taylor had seven. So that's great news for Taylor. You know, they didn't want to use him this much, they and they did. <laughs> yeah, besides Pittman and Taylor, you're not touching anybody else on this Colts offense. Um, I mean, Hines, just because he did get six catches for 50 yards. I mean, that's – and a full PPR left 11 points. I mean, he's not a terrible deep flex play. Deep uh, flex. He's yeah, a, I mean, he's I a mean, a three flex, guy. he's not a bad option. I mean, and if Taylor, for some reason, would miss a game, he can do what Taylor can do in the pass. He's better in the passing game. I mean – uh, yeah, if you have him on your bench, don't obviously don't drop him. But I don't think he's finding my way into many lineups this year. In a three flex league, when you get buys, he might have to. And I'm not, I'm not, I'm, I'm not nervous. I think he'll get me eight to twelve points, which is fine for a, a backup running back. Yeah, I, he was only on the field twenty eight percent of snaps. I don't love that. No, I don't love that. But when he was, I mean, again, he was targeted six times for six catches and fifty yards, like. He had more. He had more catches than I'm trying to. You know, there's no really no one else on this team that I would want. Right. But he, I mean, he did better than what Chris Olave did as an actual receiver. He he did. All right. the The only guy I want to touch on the Texans is Damian Pierce. If you had if you had him, most people were playing him. Only 11 carries, 33 yards. Um, he only had one target, one catch, six yards. He wasn't used as the RV one like Rex Rex Burkhead was used as the RV one. Yeah, and I don't know if that's gonna be if that's gonna continue going forward. Neither of them posted good um, yards per carry. 
And I, it'll be interesting. I mean, I'm definitely, I'm not freaking out on Pierce if I have him, um, but I'm also not playing him next week either. You know, I'm not playing him until he gets the majority of the carries. I had no idea this was real. Burkhead was on the, well, was on the field for 71% of snaps. Damian Pierce, 29% of snaps. Yeah. Woof. I mean, but you look at that and you see he had only three less carries than him. So when he was in, he was getting the ball. I, I guess, but that number's still a little alarming. It definitely is, and especially with Burke or Burke had saw, saw eight targets. That's a lot for a running back. It is. Um, so that's definitely like I said, if if you have him, it you don't want to play him, but their game script is they're gonna be down a lot, they're gonna be passing it, and he seemed like the second um target for Davis Mills behind Brandon Cooks, who you should be playing in your lineups. Yeah. Yeah, don't freak out on Pierce yet, but I'm for sure not putting him on my lineup week two after seeing what he did week one. I got to wait to see if he's, you know, when he's the for sure RB1. Yep. And well, leading into an RB1, Saquon Barkley of the Giants. Wow. Yeah, I might be eating my words on Saquon after this year. Jesus Christ. It was, he was a steal in the third. I had said it, but I just wasn't pulling, you know, it's just that, yes, his injuries last year is a very weird injuries, but it was back to back years of injuries. So I get if you're nervous, but God, he looks like his rookie yourself. Um, almost aver- he averaged nine yards per carry, 164 yards. And he saw seven targets for 30 yards. I mean, man, the overall was, was he the RB one in the week? Um, he was, he was, yeah. and half point PPR by five points over JT. Yeah, I mean he's a top five running back if he can do if he can do anywhere close to what he did in week one. Yeah, Titans and are you a part defense? But still. are you in on any of the? I mean, I'm still so out on Giants receivers. No, oh yeah, no, I'm I'm totally out. Jesus Christ! I mean, yeah, <laughs> Wan- he Saquon led the team in targets. Yeah, Wandale, nothing. Kadarius Tony, Kenny Galladay, Sterling Shepard, nothing. nothing. Yeah, I don't care that Sterling Shepard had the touchdown. It was no. four targets. He just got a deep ball, got behind him. It, I'm out. Uh, Derrick Henry on the other side. It was a bad day because he didn't score. Twenty-one for eighty-two on the ground. Obviously, he's not used in the passing game like on any of these other guys. He was he was only targeted once. Yeah, uh, uh, Traylon Burks, you're still waiting. Five targets, yeah. that's a nice to see from a rookie. Uh, Robert Woods, a little concerning. Very concerning to me. I mean, you didn't spend much draft capital on Burks or Woods, but I'm not I'm not playing any of these guys until I see someone emerge as a wide receiver one. And, uh, and I, 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 and I think, think this will. shows that it will be Burks over Woods. You think so? Yeah. Um. Yeah, not much to talk about this game. Good for the Giants. Mason's upside. It is good. Mason's upside of the week hit. Yep. Uh, the team that is tied with first with the Chicago Bears, Minnesota Vikings beat right. the Packers 23-7. Give, right. Just give me that. I might not be able to say that much. <laughs> uh, I mean, it. It's. I'm not freaking out um, just because, one, we saw this last year and yep. ended up getting the one seed. Yep. And we had talked about it. Yeah, the Packers literally left 14 points on the board. They had the drop touchdown. I've never – I mean, I have seen from my quarterback, but it was such a perfectly placed ball, great route. All he has to do is catch it. And he and, <laughs> and that changes – that literally changes the entire game. I'm not saying they're going to win if he catches that, but it just brings them all the momentum, and it gives Watson all that confidence. Um, and then we fourth and one on the one. 
just didn't capitalize. I mean, that's, you know, it's how it's going to be with a, an offense that's still kind of getting used to it without Adams, but I'm not concerned by any means. Rodgers, I know he should have had that touchdown, but he he failed to throw for 200 yards and he did not throw a touchdown. I didn't, hey, know, I, I watched, said to sit I, him. I was, I was watching Red Zone, so I didn't watch as much of the game as you did. What are your thoughts on Rodgers after week one? No, I mean, again, if that, that touchdown, that gets them to 280, 270, and one. Um, it's a, that's, a, again, only one touchdown, but it's a completely different ballgame, 7-7, seven, seven, um, with the momentum. I mean, I'm not worried by Rodgers by any means. Again, we literally saw this last year. He didn't throw a touchdown in week one, and he was the MVP. So yeah. I did say sit him just because, you know, someone said, why are you going to stay Aaron Rodgers? Because it's his first game without Devontae Adams, without Alan Lazard, without two starting offensive linemen. It's I'd rather take the chance on a Kirk Cousins, like I'd said to stream. Um, but no, I'm not 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 nervous for Rodgers yet. Um, the two backs, yeah, was, yeah. T- touching on the backs, Aaron Jones owners for fantasy, a little concerning. No, AJ, AJ Dillon got double the carries and he got one more target than Jones. What is yeah, that all about? It, I mean, it's just because, um, I mean, they played a little bit more t- uh, together. I think they'll do that more. And Matt LaFleur literally came out right away and said, uh, Aaron Jones only getting three opportunities, touching the ball only three times. That's not okay. We're not going to win games like that. So that'll get, ad- that'll get addressed. Um, and when they get closer in the red zone, A.J. Dillon will be that back. I mean, he pounded the touchdown in. And you can, I mean, you'd rather have a 250-pounder trying to pound it in than a 200 guy, you know? Right. Yeah, so for fantasy-wise, if you have Jones, you're still playing him. If you have Dylan, he's silenced all questions on whether if he should be in, he's in. Yeah, you're, you're, you're playing both. I mean, again, they both – Dylan led the team in targets and carries. Jones had five targets tied with Dobbs and uh, Tunyon, who I think Tunyon could be a streamable option. Rogers seemed to like him a lot. Um, why he wasn't getting the ball thrown to him, it was because it was under pressure, it seemed like. Um, but – and again, we talked about it. A streaming receiver, I think that they like what Watson can do. Um, they like his speed a lot, so I think that'd be a guy I'm obviously sitting on. But that's another guy I'm interested in. Yeah, I'm personally not getting any of these receivers anywhere near my lineups, but that's just me. Nope, then that's fine. But you know, Kirk Cousins, he he was he was super efficient. I mean, he was only sacked one time. It was kind of a. I was more disappointed in the Packers' defense than the Packers' offense. Um, only getting one sack on a team that is supposed to be a top three, top five defense. Yeah, Cousins looked good. I mean, if there was a couple of blown coverages that one Jeff, that first Jefferson touchdown boosted yep. stats a little bit. But uh, yeah, he's a QB twelve on the week. We kind of said that's where he'll he'll live is between twelve and eight. So right, uh, that's, that's what he did. That's what he did. Dalvin Cook. I am buy. I am if I'm a non Dalvin Cook owner, I'm going to them and trying to buy or get him. One hundred percent. We're on the same page. He had a dud week. He didn't score a touchdown, which he only had, he had three catches, eighteen yards, twenty carries, ninety yards. Yeah, I mean he had a, he had over a hundred total yards, and you're mad about it. <laughs> I wouldn't be. I, I mean, I would be a little sad with my first round, or, or maybe even second round pick. But no, he was a first round pick, eight man league. <laughs> okay, uh, but... Jefferson was the wide receiver one you drafted him to be. I mean, there's no two ways about it. I took I took him at four. People laughed at me, and I'll just say, who's laughing now? 
Yeah, Thielen, disappointing week, three for 36. Yep, I, I was I was wrong on Thielen. We, we were debating Dylan and uh, Thielen this week, or last week on the pod. You won that one. Uh, I mean, it, it won't be – Thielen's just a touchdown machine. He'll, he'll yeah, he, he's going to live and die by him, but, I mean – yeah, Justin Jefferson's just so good. They need, they just, they just need to give him the ball. I mean, he had seven more targets than Thielen. I think that's what you're going to see. The only time you're going to be happy is if Thielen gets in the end zone. Yeah, Irv Smith only two targets, zero for zero. Wolf. Yeah, not playing him anymore. Nope. Uh, Raiders Chargers a little, little lower scoring than we were expecting. Uh, Chargers beat Raiders twenty four nineteen. It was kind of back and forth all game. Well, the, the Raiders kind of made it close to the end. I, I take that back. I thought it was a back-and-forth game. But uh, Derek Carr, two touchdowns, three picks. We know the yeah. Chargers have a good defense, but we were expecting more. We were. I mean, and I, and I didn't get to watch this game, unfortunately. I did see some highlights, and the picks are bad. It's not like they were drop balls. Um, he was just – it's what Aaron Rodgers does. You get the best receiver in the game, and you hyper-target him. Yeah, Adam's going to work out most of the times, but – um, it, I'm still fine with Carr because they are going to need to score a lot of points and that's going to require him to be throwing the ball because they have a really bad uh, rushing offensive line. Um, so I'm still in on Carr. You know, he finished as a QB, uh, 17 and four point, you know, touchdowns. Um, but Josh Jacobs, I am a little nervous about, even though he did get 10 carries out of the team's 13. Not a great fantasy day. No, not a great fantasy. Only one one target. I mean, it's tough to get targets when Devontae Adams is getting 17 of them. Yeah, I mean, Adams is just a Justin Jefferson-type monster. Yeah, I mean, and that's that's why I'm ecstatic. I have both of them in one league. (laughs) Yeah, that's a powerhouse. It it is, and I know a lot of people were concerned with Adams getting – was he going to get enough work with all the other options? Can Card bring him the work? And Adams – doesn't need Rodgers, and Carr definitely needs Adams. 100%. Other than Adams, Renfro did nothing, three for 21 on six targets. Waller, four for 79. I mean, you got him. You're playing him every week. Over 10 points for fantasy, that's fine. And he was, quote-unquote, hurt for the offseason. We don't know if it was a contract or not, but I'm Waller, again, six targets. Um, and Brandon Bolden uh, is – is on the injury report. Don't know how serious it is, but that is good for Josh Jacobs. Yep. Uh, other side of the ball, Herbert doing Herbert things. Didn't didn't have a 300-yard day, but he posted three touchdowns, no picks. Yeah, QB5. I mean, the guy. Did you see that one throw that's going all over Twitter? Yeah, over the oh, two defenders. Beautiful. I, I said from the beginning, him over uh, Burrow. It's been very close, but I just think the pure passer is, is Herbert. Yeah. Uh, Eckler not posting up Eckler numbers this week, but he'll be fine. 14 for 36, no touchdowns on the ground. Four for 36 for the air, no touchdowns. You're not worried about him. He'll be fine. No, no, he'll be fine. Just uh, the guy I am concerned about is Mike Williams, though. I mean, yeah, we saw this last year. We saw his big boom games. We saw his ghost games, his disappearing at games. So. And I didn't think it was going to happen with Keenan Allen being out for a half and he only got targeted and he only had four targets. They're all in the second half. Yeah. I mean, this week versus the chiefs with out with Keenan Allen, most likely out Williams is still in your lineup. He is. He, and he still isn't, is in mine. Um, but if you drafted him, you're maybe hoping he'd be a little bit more consistent. It's going to be this or 25 points. Really no in between, unfortunately. Right. 
Uh, Sunday night game. Not much to talk about. Did you watch that game? Because it was a snooze fest. Um, I, I ate dinner during it. Um, <laughs> I figured I, 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 I was paying attention, and then I saw five seconds of it. I was going to say, yeah, all, all, all field goals first half. Evans, the lone touchdown and the lone score in the second half. Not much. Brady, 18 for 27. He didn't really have to do much, though. I mean, one touchdown, one pick. Not the greatest Brady game, but no, not the Tom Brady we're used to seeing. Still not freaking out. Um, Fournette looked real good. He did. He averaged, you know, six yards of carry, and I know he saw only two targets, but you know, he had over 120 total. He had over 130 total yards. I mean, you can't really beat it um, without scoring a touchdown. That's the only negative thing, right? Evans five for 71 on a touchdown. Pretty much what Mike Evans does. He's a, he's a, he's always a must start, but he's a must must start with uh, Godwin out and hundred percent. We touched on Julio three for sixty nine on five targets, the second most targets on the team. Great flex option with Godwin out. Are you still not touching Gage? Um, no, I'm I'm not just because Julio is there. Yeah. Um, if Julio does get hurt, then Gage is now the wide receiver two, and then I would play him. But right. uh, with with Julio being healthy. Um, and looking like he did, um, I'm out on Gage still. Um, Prescott, awful game before he got hurt. Uh, not, not much to talk about there. You're not picking up Cooper Rush or whoever else they decide to bring in. Uh, Zeke, 10 carries, 52 yards. And... It's not bad, but... It's, no, it's not bad. The yeah. average isn't, but his long was only seven. I mean, it's... We said we said on the show a week ago, the offensive line is really going to dictate what Zeke can do, and you know, we saw it. He wasn't able to break one or anything. Yeah. I, I mean, everybody had a subpar game besides maybe Dalton Schultz, 7 for 62, 13 fantasy points. Yep, nine targets. And I think I think he's going to be the one that benefits the most. Um, him or Pollard um, with the dump-offs by Cooper Rush. Yeah, lamb, own, lamb owners. I have a share of lamb in one of my leagues. I'm kind of nervous. But the 11 targets is nice. They tried, but they, they just, it, yeah, th- there wasn't any drops either. They were just all bad passes. And I, and that's, if I'm a defense against the Cowboys, I am putting my best guy or I'm porting, you know, a second guy, you know, to kind of hover over CD because they don't have any other pass catchers. Yeah. That's concerning. So I, if I, if I don't have CD, so if you don't have CD, are you, Going to trade low for him or no? Hell no. Okay. If you, if you have CD, unfortunately, you're playing him every week because you took him with a second-round pick. But Okay. Uh, and then the Monday night game we saw yesterday, Seahawks shocked the Broncos. Um, Let's ride. What happened? 340 yards and one touchdown for Russ. Russ didn't look that great, I'm not going to lie. No, and I know I had said that they were going to get off to a rough start. It's not. It wasn't like it was a, an offense that was already implemented and Russ came. It was a new offense, a new quarterback, a new coach, everything brand new to him. I just didn't think that they were going to lose. I thought it was going to kind of be a little sloppy, but not 16-point sloppy. No, not at all. Um, uh, Melvin Gordon, he got – Five more carries than Javante Williams, which is kind – I don't know. Not kind of concerning just because Javante did catch nine more passes than Gordon. Right. In, a P, in a PPR league, which we play in, I would much rather have my running back get out carried by the backup if he gets up nine more targets or nine yes. more catches. And he – and they both did – they both got goal line work. They both just fumbled on the goal and line. And they did. 
Yeah, I uh, hate but, I mean, <laughs> Gordon averaged five yards a carry. Javante averaged six. I mean, both of them did really well, so it's tough not to play them both as a Bronco as a Broncos head coach. Right. Um, yeah, Gordon. I mean, yeah, Javante. They both looked great. Um, but yeah, Javante, eleven receptions. I believe he has the second most receptions in the NFL as of right now. Um, out of anyone, I think Cooper Cup's the only guy who has more receptions. Yeah, I mean, if Javante owners, you're gonna be fine. You're obviously you're playing him. Yeah, he's not going to get as much work as some of these, like Derrick Henry or other other CMC guys. But he'll just be, fine. be patient. Yeah, uh, uh, Judy and Sutton was kind of a coin flip. Judy separated himself with that touchdown, but both. Yeah, they targets. had same targets, same yeah. receptions. It was just yeah. one went for a long touchdown. Um, Sutton got targeted more on kind of deeper routes. They tried two or three times for fade routes, and they were just really bad balls by Russ. Yeah, they were. Um, so I'm still higher on Sutton just because Judy seemed more to be the dump-off guy. Um, and Sutton will separate, and he'll hopefully Russ will be Russ and put those deep balls, you know, where he's used to putting them. Yes, and Russ used every single tight end on the roster last night. Which is very annoying. <laughs> yeah, Albert ultimately did see by far the most targets at six. Uh, five for 33. I mean – 8.3 fantasy points you're not ha- you're not sad about it but he's not obviously not going to win your weeks. Yep. Um Geno Smith he's not fantasy relevant is he? <laughs> I mean after No. I mean they're going to be down a lot. They play San Francisco next week. He was very efficient. Probably has the highest rating. I mean almost 120. Um I'm not starting him next week. Um with that still with that even being said, but if they you know, I think they do play Atlanta, like that might be a game I'm interested. In. Yeah, it goes Niners, Falcons, Lions. Falcons, Lions, and then in, after Lions, he's got Saints, Cardinals. Three of those five games, he could be very streamable. He could. Uh, but that's just, that just sounds gross to say. Yeah, I don't know if I could uh, stomach that in my face <laughs> in Lionel's but Rashad Penny, RB35 on the week. That's pretty disappointing seeing as what he did with uh, you know, the lone backfield last year, 12 carries, 60 yards, was only targeted three times, two for seven yards. I mean, he, you know, he averaged five yards a carry. So that's, that's good. When he got the ball, he, he looked good when he got the ball. Um, he just didn't get a breakaway. Denver does have a really, a pretty solid defense. Um, I mean, D- Denver's defense only gave up, you know, 250 total yards. Yeah. And so, uh, I mean, I, I get it, but. Now with Ken Walker, he's he's confirmed coming back for week two. I did play Penny week one of my lineups, but I am going to sit him now and see what happens. Yeah, he's not starting just because uh, Ken Walker will be back. I still think Penny will get the majority of the work with uh, Ken Walker's first week back. Um, but what about the Metcalf, Lockett? Uh, I mean, I yeah. see a very – and this is kind of why I did trade away Metcalf um, – in dynasty just with this year i don't know if gino can push it downfield like obviously russ can i mean seven targets is great he caught all seven for only 36 yards yeah he's looking like a big bust candidate after week one him and lockett both i mean lockett can't really be a boss you took him in the ninth tenth round yeah um but dk kind i mean he might see the majority of the targets but, I mean, he saw three catches that were within, like, three yards of the line of scrimmage. That's so, not, that's not yeah. what you want. DK owners, if you still have them, I think you still have to play them. 
you, you still have to because he is the wide receiver one, and the game scripts should usually be in their favor. Um, so I'm definitely still playing him. It was definitely tough to let him go because he's just a freak of an athlete. Um, but I'm, I am just a little concerned about him. Yeah, I am too. Huh, woof. That was a lot. That was, we did come out, come at, <laughs> come at you guys with a lot of information. Um, that's kind of how our Tuesdays are going to be. Obviously once we get into after week four, we'll have some bye weeks. So it won't be, you know, as week long as we try to keep them under an hour. Um, but Anthony, you want to go over kind of what our schedule is going to be on most weeks when, you know, we don't have conflicts going on. Yeah. So we'll, we'll be recording Tuesdays, Wednesdays, and Fridays. This week is an exception. We'll be recording on Thursdays. Um, Tuesday episode, we'll go over news and injuries from the week prior, waiver wire pickups ahead of those Tuesday waivers because uh, waiver Wednesday, by the time our Wednesday episode drops, they'll already be gone. And then we'll just do like we just did, breakdowns, scores, fantasy relevant players. Uh, and then Wednesday for our Dynasty League members who listen, we'll do our Dynasty League review. We'll go over scores, records, big trades that just happened, things like that. Uh, and then the first half of the NFL and fantasy breakdown for what would be week two now. Uh, so the upcoming week, so we can get in that Thursday night breakdown. Uh, and then Thursday, we'll bring back the question of the day like we've done all off season. I know some people were requesting it, so uh, we don't want to make these episodes too long. So on our, kind of on our shorter episodes, we'll uh, you know kind of throw in our question of the day first five minutes of the show. Uh, and then we'll continue on with the second half into the Monday night game for NFL and fantasy breakdown for the upcoming week. Uh, and then we each do our five bets from uh, or heading into the week. We'll break down what we did in week one and we'll, uh, you know, kind of go into our bets for week two and our starts and sits for each position. If you follow us on TikTok, we uh, Mason handles the quarterbacks and receiver videos. I handle the running back and tight end videos for each week. So we do, I think, what, what do we say? Two and two, two starts and two sits for each, for each position. Yep. So we'll post those on TikTok and then we'll just do a quick five minute segment. Um, if you didn't, for some reason, see it on TikTok, obviously there's tons and tons of um, uh, stuff we're putting out there and just all over TikTok. So we'll just highlight those real quick, maybe give a quick brief one or two notes on why we're starting them, why we're sitting them. Yep. I know we have a schedule for you know what videos we post on what days for TikToks. If you don't see it by the, if you're listening up to the Thursday episode, you don't see our start sits for the week for TikTok videos. Don't worry, they're coming. You just <laughs> heard them first on the podcast. <laughs> so yeah, that'll be that we'll we'll be dropping three episodes a week in season just because there's so much to cover. There is, and we we like to obviously be involved with NFL and fantasy, um, and definitely try to get, uh, you know, the NFL part of it too. Obviously, we went pretty hard over fantasy. Um, so our Wednesdays, Thursdays, we might talk more, maybe throw some more things in for those uh, for the NFL side of it. Um, focus on you know on our teams um, and you know what we're seeing in the NFL, what upsets are happening, teams that are just killing it. Um, so yeah, so that's how we're going to try and break it up this year. Yeah, if you want to see anything else or want us to add any segments, always open to suggestions. You know, if you follow us on TikTok at the Neil Down, shoot us a DM there. We honestly. I check the followers every day. If you follow us, chances are we follow you. We got that good one-to-one ratio. <laughs> we're, we're, we're men of the people. <laughs> uh, Twitter, at the Neil Down Pod. Our DMs are always open. So we'll talk to you guys tomorrow. Have a good one. See ya. See ya.